Owl Nation, stand up. Happy Tuesday, Owl Nation. We are uh, here at the Owl or Nothing podcast on September 29th, 2020. Welcome, Chris. How are you? Jay, I've never been better. How are things? They're great. Fantastic. How was your weekend? It was good. I'm excited. We're in uh, phase two right now for phase, all the athletes. Phase two for our athletes. That's big stuff. Exciting yep. things. Glad everyone's getting out, training. Me too. Me too. I'm, I'm excited about it. Did I hear you say LeMahieu won the batting title? He did. Won the American League and uh, Major League Baseball batting title. Wasn't even close either. Wow. I didn't know that. First player ever to win in both leagues, National and American League. Really? First player fact. of all time. He's a ball player. He's a great pickup by the Yankees. They have him cheap last year. Hopefully they can resign him and bring him back. Wow. I would roll out the red carpet for him. I'm with you, Cubs. Hmm. You guys are big baseball guys. I'm not a big baseball guy. American game. America's game, man. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just not a bit. I'm, I'm a basketball guy. I like basketball. We talk about this all the time. I'm how, a huge Heat fan. I'm yeah, not one of those LeBron congrats. Heat fans. I mean, Jay can attest to the fact. You're a LeBron fan. I had a good question come up. I'm, I'm, I am a LeBron fan. I'm not, but I didn't become a Heat fan because of LeBron. Right. Let's, I want to make that clear. You know that, Jay. Yeah. I I've just, been a Heat fan for as long as you've known me. First of all, congratulations Thank on you. the trip to the NBA Finals. The thing that people are not talking about, which we talked about prior to this, is Udonis Haslam. I mean, I think he should get all the credit for this this illustrious heat run that they've been on over the last however many years, 10 years, whatever that's, that number's been. Because he's been on all the teams. Yeah, he was there with Shaq. I mean, he was a, I think he was a, a, a rookie or maybe a second year in the NBA. I mean, he was older anyway. He went overseas and played in France and stuff like that. But he, he was a rookie or second year with Shaq's team. Can we Who, get Pat pa Riley some credit, though? But yeah. Riley gets some credit. What was your question? A friend of mine made a bold statement this, to, this morning. He said that LeBron James is the first player in the history of the NBA to live up to the hype that was built up around him when he came into the league. And I had to say, hold on. What about Larry Bird and Magic Johnson? Yeah, I, I think they all lived up to their hype. I mean, Michael Jordan had a lot of hype. Come in. He, Michael Jordan had just won well, an NCAA nearly, championship. No. Not nearly as much as LeBron has. It's a different time, too. There was more access for LeBron, you know, coming in. Right, right. I, I do th- I do think, like, it was crazy to think about LeBron was on the front of Sports Illustrated in high school. He was the chosen yeah. one. I mean, right. yeah, that is a lot to have to deal with. And see, he, he see has. The older guys towards me go right. We go right to Larry and, and, and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Right. right. Kareem before that, maybe. Yeah. And since then, I'd say Shaq, Garnett, maybe Iverson. Those were great. Yeah. But I, I do think, I think that no one has had the pressure that LeBron has had. So I think whoever you had that conversation with, is, it may be right, because no one's ever faced the pressure he has coming into the league. You're an I, 18-year-old, I 17-year-old kid. You're on Sports Illustrated. You're on National. It's nuts. Yeah. Like, imagine that. You didn't even go to, you didn't even go to college. And you're, you're expected to be the, the greatest televising ever. high school games and everything. That's crazy. I always had the spotlight on. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Well, listen, we can, we can talk about this all day, but we don't, we don't have time for this. And, I'm, and whoever said that was right. Right. I'd like to talk to this guy. Okay. Sounds like a stand-up fella. Is he a, he's a LeBron fan? He, he is a LeBron fan. I'm neither. I, I'm, I'm impartial. I miss the 80s basketball. Well, unfortunately, it's not coming back, so I don't think. Can, we, can, can, I, get a, can I get a JT a little bit? Yeah. About about the 49ers. My oh, yeah. 40, oh, yeah. Last week I said you were going to be upset by the end of the week. And sure enough, 
Yeah, I don't think I'm upset. I think I've accepted the fact <laughs> that the New York Giants are not very good right now. And um, congratulations on the win. Nine starters out. Yeah, I know. Any any Next win, man up any mentality. Win nine starters in the NFL. You got to you got to take. I tip my cap. Back. Someday, tip my cap. someday we could talk about um, the last season where the Giants had a ton of injuries. In fact, me and Jay were in attendance at a game uh, with Matt Lakowski, the Associate AD for Compliance. We were at a game where, like, three starters went out. Yeah. Beckham went out. I mean, it was a couple years ago in Odell. Broke his leg, I believe. Yeah, and a couple other starters. It was a That was a rough year. And it was yeah. a rough game for you, too. But it was a rough year, really. Yeah, it was a tough one. Yeah. Anyway. It's so been a tough year. Let's bang, get, bang, bang, Niner game. Let's, okay. let's get to the reason that we're here. And it's not to talk about sports or us. <laughs> it's to talk about the things that these podcasts are meant to be, whether it's uh, athletes, alums, coaches. We've been fortunate so far to have the athletic director on. Great podcast. The... Uh, head women's field hockey coach and senior women's administrator, Kelly Fresnel, which is awesome. And today we're lucky to be joined by Jillian Hotchkiss of the women's soccer team. Uh, Jillian, welcome. Thank Glad you. to have you here. Thank you for having me. Out of Woodland High School. You live in Beacon Falls. There's a Beacon Falls area up there. So uh, we're glad to have you on the show. Glad to be here. We're a little offended. You told us you have not listened to any of the previous <laughs> podcasts. We're a little upset. I could not find them. Well, Ken's got to get on that. I Ken's got to figure out a way to get him promoted that. more, I guess. So, yeah, first, I want to. First student athlete featured. Right. This is going to be huge. Yep. This is going to be awesome. Thank, Thank you for excited. all the listeners out there as well. Yeah. Thank you for listening. So, Jill, when did you develop, you know, your love for soccer? At a young age, um, I started playing soccer Around the age of four, I played kind of rec soccer, travel in my town area. And it wasn't until I had gone to a soccer tournament that I kind of developed this insight into how big the soccer world was. Uh, so I got involved in club soccer and premier soccer. And I started traveling uh, from there on uh, high school, started playing high school soccer. And then I started looking at different colleges my sophomore year of high school, visiting schools going to ID camps, things like that, and then uh, ended up committing to Southern my junior year of high school. Awesome. awesome. So um, Coach Cohen is a, is, a, is a friend of mine outside of work, so I'm, I don't think I'd be, he'd be too upset me talking about him. But what made you want to play? Coach Cohen's a little, could be a little quirky at times. He, yeah. he tends to only have one volume, which is yelling. Um, not in an angry way, he just talks loud. He's a loud talker. What, uh, what drew you to Coach Cohn in, in Southern Connecticut? What was made this the right fit for you? Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed the campus, first of all, the people here. Um, I got to be part of the Honors College, so that was a really big oh, awesome. part of everything, too. Um, ever since I was a freshman, actually, I was going to Southern Women's Games. I had a few alumni from my high school that played here, uh, Carrie DiBias. So I knew a lot of the players here, and they had talked highly about the team. Um, I think it was... My the year before I came in as a freshman, they had a really good team, really good program. Um, I liked their kind of tactics. Uh, their formation was very similar to what I had played in club soccer, and I had um, talked to Coach Cohn a few times over the phone. Uh, met with him in person. I got to do a few ID camps here, and he's just very invested into the team, the well-being of the team, making the team better, and I really love that. That's awesome. Was Gina Della Rose from Woodland High School? Is that maybe a little too? Yes, or, yes, yeah, I yes. thought so. I remember that too. See, been here a long time. I remember <laughs> a lot of these athletes that have uh, that have come through. So, so you you uh, mentioned the formation. Can you tell our listeners what formation 
Or is that giving away too much information? Might be giving away too much. We've changed our formation a few times. Okay. Um, yeah, we played three in the back, four in the back, four in the back again this past year. Don't know what it's going to be again this year, but yeah. I've been to a lot of soccer games, and that's like you're speaking Spanish to me right now yeah. or another language. <laughs> four in the back, I don't know what that means, but we don't want her to give away. Four defenders, right? Yeah, four defenders. You're asking to give away a lot of information. I'm curious uh, sometimes no, who, who you're working soccer. for here. <laughs> Coach Us. Cohen is notorious for nicknames. Mm-hmm. What's Yeah. Yeah. What uh, What's your nickname, your Cohen name? So I'm Julian, or GH. So I'm Coach Ukrainian sometimes has difficulty <laughs> remembering what people's names are. So there's a lot of interesting names. So um, he called me Julian. So now everyone calls me Julian. Julian. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's big with the initials. So G-H. Yep. All right. Who, who has the best nickname on the team, do you think? Uh, Taylor Moore. A few years ago, uh, Coach Ukrainian called her Jordan. Jordan. So she had the best nickname. <laughs> Jordan. Interesting. I'll take my nickname for a minute. It's just JT. I'll take that. So you had a successful year last year. You were the team was ten seven and four overall, four and two and one at home, protecting the home turf. Can you just tell us about, you know, your experience with the team last year and I know you guys had a trip to the N E ten finals. Unfortunately you lost to Saint Rose, I believe, three to two. Yeah. Can you just tell us about the team last year and, and you you girls had a great run? Yeah. It was a really great team environment last year. Um we had some I know my freshman year we had uh quite a rough season so it was kind of a little bit of a journey to turn everything around uh make more of a positive positive environment for the team uh we had Sebastian come in which was kind of like a mental coach and he helped us develop our team core values team goals and kind of get everyone back on the same page because it's difficult going through a season sometimes you know not everyone can play so there's a lot of um I'm going to say, like, people have a hard time going through that sometimes. And so getting everyone on the same page and reminding them to buy into the team is the most important thing for us um, because it really keeps the team positive. And when we're on a run like that, it just gives us momentum to keep going. Did you ever experience anything like that, working with a, a coach about no. m- mindset, team mindset? Nothing, nothing. I had never experienced anything like that in the past. And it was really interesting when he had um, – come in I think a lot of people were uh questioning what it was going to be like what like the type of things we were going to go over and if they were even going to work and he kind of explained um you know the different processes that teams go in when new freshmen come in there's kind of this uh storming stage where things don't work you might be losing games so he kind of told us how to get through that how to get back on page uh to become a winning team so you mentioned that, you know, some, some girls, you know, they can't play every year. I know you had an injury your yeah. sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Can you tell it, tell the listeners a little bit about your injury and the recovery process and what you had to go through mentally and physically? Yeah, so, I mean, it was a lot. It's ACL. I tore my uh, ACL, my right knee. It's a very common injury for girls in soccer, and it's always something where it happens to everyone around you, and you're like, mm-hmm. it, it never really occurs to you that it could and will happen to you Mm -hmm. so I was playing um, before I actually came to school uh, in a summer league it was contact injury I had collided with two girls and basically ended up tearing my ACL it was the only ligament that I tore which was I was thankful for but kind of went through this process where I didn't know that I had torn my ACL Uh, I had seen a surgeon and 
they told me that everything seemed okay. So I went a whole month not really being able to do anything, which kind of set me back even more. Because a lot of times when you tear your ACL, they do um, prehab. So a lot of strengthening for, uh, you know, your quad, hamstring, things like that. So that helps with the injury. Uh, so I went for a while not knowing that I had torn it. Uh, saw another surgeon, found out that I tore it, had surgery. So I had surgery in September. Uh, the first few weeks we were back here at school. And it, it was a hard process. It was really yeah. hard because I was away from the team a lot. I didn't, I wasn't able to travel with the team. Um, you know, I, it was hard even getting around campus. I was in a wheelchair for about a month. So it was a really difficult process. And then when I was able to start, you know, doing things again, you know, you're really weak. I had a lot of weakness in my quad and it, it took a lot of rehab with the athletic trainers here and physical therapists and, you know, even training on my own. And to even get back to the level that I was at was, you know, really difficult. It took me a really long time. It took me over a year to come back. I didn't oh. start playing until the following July. Now, I, I noticed through that conversation you, your medical terms and, and things are a little more versed than the average person might be. And, <laughs> and most of our, well, none of our viewers probably know this, or very few will know that you're, you're an EMT. I am an EMT. Can you uh, touch upon that a little bit? And is that something that plays into – you know, your future aspirations after graduation? Is it something you just kind of did to do? It's uh, just an interesting thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I recently became an EMT. Uh, when I had tore my ACL, I wasn't really, you know, invested in health and fitness and things like that. And once I did tear my ACL, I kind of fell in love with, like, going to the gym, working out, mm-hmm. eating healthy. And that kind of um, was like a pathway into being an EMT. My brother's a firefighter um, in our hometown. So he kind of got me interested in it. When we were home uh, for quarantine, actually, my parents both work in the medical field. So um, they were gone all day, long hours. It was just me and my brother at home, and he would go down the firehouse. He's like, why don't you just go down, see, (laughs) just hang out. So I became just a social member. I helped with, like, uh, community events, organizing, fundraising. And then uh, the town next to us had offered a accelerated six-week program for the EMT, which is usually six months. Mm-hmm. It's 120 hours in the class. And I was, he was like, you know, you should really do it. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. So I, I decided to do it. I went ahead with the course, and I actually fell in love with it. It's, it was super interesting to me, uh, all the different things we learned. And, um, you know, I decided to join my local fire department as an EMT, I had, there's, so you go through the 120 hours of the course, you Mm -hmm. have to pass the class, and then once you pass the class, there's kind of a physical examination, they kind of test your skills, uh, your knowledge of, um, you know, dealing with different types of patients and situations, Mm -hmm. and then after you pass that, there's a written exam. So once you pass the written exam, I passed that two weeks ago, so then you start working as a Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. And I worked my first uh, two shifts this weekend, actually. So, like, did you ride an ambulance and all that kind of stuff? Is oh, that yeah. what you – that's awesome. So, I worked uh, Friday from 6 in the afternoon to 6 o'clock in the morning, and then I did the same wow. Saturday. Was it uh, everything you thought it would be? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was a lot to be just thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I live in a small town, so not really a high call volume. Right. But, of course, the weekend that I worked, we had like now is is that something that um, – like I said, is that something that maybe you're going to – look to continue and, and grow in the field and do something different or is it just something you're sort of doing in the meantime or um it's funny you say that because uh my mom's always like you should get involved in the medical and i'm like no no thank <laughs> you. Uh, that's okay <laughs> not for me um 
Because I'm a sociology criminology major. That was my that was my uh That's what major you studied here. Year. Yeah. Yep. So uh interested in kinda like uh counterterrorism, homeland security, awesome. that type of uh, field law enforcement. So it was never really something I thought I would get into, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that I did and I think it's important that a lot of people kind of have that sort of first aid knowledge, at least CPR in my opinion, um, because you never know when situations like that could arise in everyday life. And I think going forward, it's something that I can always have and, you know, do on the side and something that I really enjoy. That's awesome. I feel like those, you know, be, being a certified EMT works well with that major. Would you say so, Chris? Is that like something that yeah, you I, could, I mean, you know, you could. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was here, I didn't to tie them together. I didn't I do that, like. but after I, when I left here and got into my other career, was something that was necessary anyway. So yeah. So you know, you talked a little bit about your major. How how's your experience as a student been here at Southern? Oh, awesome! I love it. I love the people here. I love the community. Um, I'm glad that I was able to get involved in a lot of different you know clubs and programs and the different opportunities that I've been exposed to, especially being a, a student athlete. I've enjoyed, uh, you know, being a part of a team. Uh, so I've always been a part of a team, so it's something that I love doing and love meeting new people. So it's been really enjoyable for me. And and how strange is it this year? I mean, with the coronavirus uh, and COVID, I mean, it's got to be as this. I mean, we've talked to an administrator about how they dealt with it. We've talked to a coach about how they, from a student and a student athlete. So even from, you know, the athlete perspective and then just general being on student perspective, what's that like? How has it been dealing with it? How was it? When we left, like in our like you know, last March it was like, hey, we were on campus, and in two days we were gone, and you weren't back again until, you know, the the end of August, beginning of September. What has that whole experience yeah. been like? Uh, honestly, not easy. So <laughs> when we went home uh, for quarantine, I think it was in March. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was kind of this leeway where teachers had a difficult time getting online and getting everything processed. So there was a little while where I didn't have any classes, didn't have anything. Um, I didn't have any classes in person. It was just kind of teachers throwing work online, get it done by this day, which, I mean, it's, it kind of stinks because it, it takes away a lot of the, you know, in-class learning and really, like, being uh, invested in what you're learning and the education process. But, I mean, most of all, I mean, obviously being a student athlete, it's like that we couldn't have a spring season. Uh, that's a really important period for us, especially with rebuilding after losing the amount of seniors that we did. So I think we lost out on an important time. I mean – can't say we're lucky now that our season got moved to the spring, but right. at least we have that time period now where we can rebuild and uh, figure out how we're going to move going forward, especially with the freshmen. Um, I mean, practices, we're going into phase two now, which is good that we could see the rest of the team because these first two weeks I couldn't even see the other half of my yeah. team, which is is really, really difficult. I mean, some of the freshmen, I barely know them at this <laughs> point, so yeah, it, right. it's hard. And then on the, you know um, – student side everything there's like that social aspect of meeting new people making new friends which is almost impossible to do at this point right what type of leadership role do you play with the team so i mean this year as a senior especially uh with the freshmen coming in and covid and everything i think it's even more difficult now uh you know to get everyone on the same page so i think especially as a senior leading by example make sure that the freshmen are aware of different rules and things that we might not be able to convey to them because of COVID. It's a hard time explaining everything, uh, practices, kind of like the everyday, you know, run through of how things go is really hard. I mean, in the first place in COVID makes it even harder. 
So, I mean, just, you know, leading by example, I think, is the best thing to do at this point. Speaking of leadership, Jill, you're part of the SESU SAC advisory team. You yes. handle all the, the media relations and social media. And for the listeners who don't know what SAC stands for, it's Student Athlete Advisory Committee. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can just uh, talk and tell the listeners, you know, what your role is uh, doing media li- relations for SAC. Yeah, so um, I, I don't know if a lot of the new student athletes really know what SAC is, but it's basically a group, a committee of student athletes that are the voice for uh, athletes here on campus and basically nationally. Uh, we go over a lot of the NCAA rules that come out and, um, you know, voting on those and basically give an insight on, um, you know, student athlete life and kind of uh, our opinions uh, go into those type of legislation. And, um, you know, we basically the face for student athletes here on campus, you know, uh, show a positive student athletes in a positive light so my role student um on sac for uh, social media basically is you know making people aware of those type of rule changes Mm -hmm. um those type of things kind of getting awareness about different you know events or things that might be going on just to try to get student athletes more involved in the you know backhand side of uh athletics with legislation and administration Jay, you seem to know a lot about that uh, organization. How come that group? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually the SAC advisor. Oh, you're the advisor. I, think I mentioned that on the that's first like a, podcast. That's a softball question you just threw right there. Then you, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to throw a softball question up there. You know, hit it out of the park. I understand. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, what do you think? Are you you ready to to go rapid yeah, fire? Yeah, I'm ready for some rapid fire, okay. some fun. So basically, you know, whatever the first answer that pops into your mind. Let it out. All right. There's no there. wrong answers. Yeah, there's no wrong Sounds answers. So we do, it's a fun. I think know. we got a wrong answer on the last podcast, actually. I think I think <laughs> that was. I don't, I, think know that was if, I don't even know if we should talk about that. We'll, let's, we'll move past We're it. just going to move past that answer. I mean, it's just choose your movies. Why? If you ask the question about your movie, just choose your movies wisely. I, I just yeah. think our, our last. Our Shot last person, it was I, a, Yeah. If I had to pick a movie that, that she wouldn't have said, it, it would have been that one. Yeah, that would have been the top five. I'm a big movie person. Okay, good. I still oh, have right. to watch the film, so we'll see. I need to rate it. <laughs> All right. Don't, you don't have to rush out to get that one. <laughs> All right, okay. Jill. <laughs> so if you could be one animal, what would it be? Polar bear. A polar bear. Polar bear. I like it. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. What three, three guests, three very different answers. I like that. Yep. Favorite okay. movie. It's a hard one. See, I'm a big movie person, so I can name like 50 movies. Go. Well, give one me a my, couple off the top. One of my favorite series, The Avengers, okay. and okay. Star Wars. Nice. Star right. Wars. Big Star Wars. Have you ever seen the movie Waterworld? No. That's okay. No, no Coach Fraz, I'm just kidding. I know you're, if you're listening, I'm just, we're just <laughs> she, joking around. She said no, but her eyes <laughs> said, God, no. <laughs> She's like, what is that? I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> favorite music artist? Favorite music artist? Uh a boogie. There you go, a okay. boogie. Do you live on campus or off campus? Off campus. Do you play any other sports other than soccer when you were growing up? Uh, basketball and track. Nice. Right? If you could pick a goal song, what would it be after you score a goal? Oh, God. We are the champions. I like it. That's a good That's one. A good that one. is a good answer. It's a good mm-hmm. answer. Favorite athlete? Me and him. Favorite outdoor activity? Soccer. <laughs> How about favorite outdoor activity outside of soccer? Outside of soccer? Mm, swimming. Okay. Swimming. There you go. When playing soccer, would you rather play on grass or turf? Turf. 
all day. That was a quick answer. Just not MetLife. I feel like all the t- fields are turf. True. Now it's it's hardly any grass field left. What's one thing off your bucket list that you haven't done yet? Travel outside the United States. All right. Mm-hmm. We're about any any place yeah, in particular. You know, I before COVID happened, I was going to do a study run in Liverpool. Got canceled. We were going to go as a team to Costa Rica. Got canceled. So. Man, it's COVID screwing up everything for everybody. It just, it just yeah. yeah. Seriously, it's 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 nuts. I was in the, on a side note. I was listening to the end of the Laker game last night, or the end of the Heat game last night, and Stephen A. Smith said, as a reporter, the dream NBA Finals matchup is Los Angeles Lakers Miami Heat. Not for basketball, but because of the locations, like going from city, like you're going to go from Miami to like great nightlife. It's awesome yeah, to right, do. Right. And Stephen is like, great. The one year we get it, we're in a <laughs> bubble in in Florida, and we're not traveling anywhere. Of course, like it's just screwed up a lot of things. It's nuts. Yeah, I would think Mr. Silver was rooting for Boston, L.A. Eh, maybe. I wasn't, that's for sure. Did you sure have more that. questions? I have a couple more. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt that. That's okay. This You're is getting all the questions. Yeah, we, really. Well, this nuts. has been a true rapid fire. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right great. on it. It's been good. One food for the rest of your life, and you can only eat that one. Pizza. Pizza? That was a great answer. Peppy's well, Pizza. Oh, Peppy's there we go. Pizza. Okay. That was the answer to the next question. Okay. This is the hardest one of them all. If you could pick four people that are alive to have dinner with, who would it be? It could be anybody. Hmm. Th- they have to be alive. Nope. No, dead or alive. It could be dead anybody alive. you want. Okay. This I'm is the last say, one, so think about it. I'm going to say Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay. Mia Hamm. Larry Bird. <laughs> um, One more. Fourth one always gets people. Fourth one's hard. You're running, you're running out of table. options there. I mean, you may have like four or five more people. You got to fit you're one right. person you're in right. that spot. That's why it's hard. You're right. It's tough. John Wayne. John. Yeah. John Wayne. All right. <laughs> wow, Great that'd answer. be awesome. John Wayne. That'd be an interesting awesome group answer. of people at that table too. Yeah. That's awesome. You a big John Wayne fan? I am a massive John Wayne fan. That's fantastic. Wow. Big Jake is my favorite movie. Really? It's classic. I've seen all of them. Come on. That's Every wild. Every single one. So, so we got a little extra time. And I, I'm, I can tell one, but I, I, I'd like you, without getting anybody in trouble, without you know getting yourself in a weird spot, give me one of your funniest Coach Cohen stories. Because our listeners don't know Coach Cohen. We're going to have him on. He is one of the funniest people you can meet. He's just, he's, oh, uh, everything he does is just hilarious to me. I, he's one of the greatest, he's seriously, he's one of the greatest guys, great dad. He's an awesome, awesome Some, dude. Somebody asked me what it's like working with him, and I said, I can't ever prepare for a conversation right, with him. I can't, right. it's yeah, always it something, seriously, he's, what it's about. Like, I see him coming, and I have no idea what he's going to ask yeah. me about. And he's, it's awesome. I love it. I love working oh, with phenomenal. him. It's great. Give me a good Coach Cohen story. Oh God! You know, you know what? And if I'm putting you on the spot and you don't want to tell me one, I, I'll understand. I'll, I'll understand 100. percent A good Coach Cohen story. There might be a funny something funny that happened to oh, him. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, he might kill me for saying this, <laughs> but I'm gonna say it anyways. Okay, I think he was playing in a basketball league with different people yep. here. It may or may not have gotten a black eye. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, wow. I know yes. exactly where that happened. Yeah. We it was from my tough. left elbow. <laughs> Coach Cohen, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I went for a rebound. I just came down, and he was right there. Boom. 
So it's all coming out right now. Yeah. So he shows up at practice that day. He's got a black eye. <laughs> Swollen shut. I so don't what's going on? So I'm so sorry. So was the team chirping him a little bit? Oh, or yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's done some funny th- Like oh, There was one year where he just came down to the equipment room and he said to me, what are you guys doing? I'm like, I'm going to give so-and-so a haircut. He goes, you can shave my head. <laughs> and he just sat down and we just shaved all of his hair off. I mean, he had a full head of hair. He just sat down and shaved his head. He just, he's... He's he's uh, now I'll tell you this story. There's a there's a whole backstory to it, but I'm not going to get into all of it. But Coach Cohen's into these different. He's into different stuff for his for his team. Different, like you said, you had a you had a coach, a mindset coach, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So there was one year he was really big into um, post game, what he wanted his team to do post game. So he decided he was going to get uh, chocolate milk was a big thing for the mm-hmm. team. He wanted to get. After the game, you want us to bring a cooler of chocolate milk out to the field for the team. So whatever. So I'm up in his office with him, and I said to him, you know, well, where are you going to get the chocolate milk from? He's like, oh, he's like, funny, you should ask. He says, there's a, a local dairy farm. I'm going to call them, and I'm going to talk to the guy about getting the chocolate milk for the team. So Coach Cohn, who's, once again, he jokes a lot. He's He dials the number. Ring, ring, ring. Old guy answers the phone. Hello? He says, I'm so-and-so, Coach Cohn. I'm looking to get some. I uh, wonder if you guys. Now, he says... First of all, he starts, I wonder if I can get milk from you guys. The guy's like, well, this is a dairy farm. <laughs> so Cohen's like, okay. And I don't know why this is funny to me. I was telling a story the other day. Nobody laughed at it. But for me in the moment, it was so funny because he was so serious. And he said to the guy, well, you know, I'm looking to get chocolate milk for my team. And the guy said on the line, he goes, son, they don't make chocolate cows. <laughs> and Coach Cohen had noticed the first time he was rendered speechless. He goes, uh, okay. And that was the end of the conversation. But I just remember being in there. It was I was rolling on the floor laughing because he was trying to be so serious and backfired on him. So, all right. You got anything for me, Cub? You got any? Uh, did any? you end up getting some chocolate milk? Probably. I think we did that year. Okay. I think we did something at least. Maybe we went to the store and bought it. I'm not sure, but I know we did some, uh, some, some different things. So, but Julian, we we really appreciate you being on. This was awesome. This was a great interview. It's it's great to get the insight of a student athlete and a student. Yeah, um, thank you so much, Joe. Thanks so we've been fortunate me. to have some some coaches and stuff. But what what what? How do you feel about the name of the podcast? I like it. Yeah. Is that other name you sent me? Was that supposed to be the name of the podcast? No. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I ran I ran a hashtag across <laughs> her and uh, it, it was just good, but it's not great. And I went, "We're not using it." <laughs> I didn't want to lie to you. It's done. No, I like that. That's good. That was a great interview. I thought you did a fantastic job, and Thanks. we loved having you on. We learned a ton of different things, and. We got to pick on Coach Cohen a little bit, which is always always fun. Always fun to do. <laughs> and uh, like I said, we, we really appreciate you being here. So and thanks for your your work as an EMT and SAC and all that. So you got a lot on your plate as a student and an athlete and among everything else that you do. So it's awesome. We really do appreciate it and we thank you very much. So thank you very much. Great. Thanks, Joe. And we thank everybody for listening today. Like I said, episode three. Today is uh, September twenty ninth, two thousand and twenty. Uh, and Owl or or nothing, nothing. right? Owl Owl or nothing, out. We'll be back uh, Friday. Well, we'll see you guys Friday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Owl or nothing, out.